welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. doing was actually thank you guys. Um, So I know that heaps of you have been praying for us, not just me personally, but I know you've been praying for the youth, praying for our families, um, praying within the prayer group that we hold in the mornings now. I just wanted to thank you for that um, because prayer is so important and I really feel a lot more confident stepping out and doing God's work knowing that I'm protected within prayer and protected not just by him, but I've also got the support of a congregation. Um, and it's really encouraging to know that. And I just feel, I feel like it's easier to step out knowing that I've got that covering. So I just wanted to thank you for that. I also wanted to encourage you to not stop praying. So um, sometimes when you know you've been praying for someone and then they become healed or they become saved or whatever and you stop, I just wanted to encourage you not to stop praying for them, um, especially the ones that don't yet know Jesus. Um, I encourage you to continue that prayer, continue to pray for your family, your loved ones, your not-so-loved ones. Yeah. (laughs) But I continue to keep, I encourage you to continue to keep praying for them. Anyway, so that's the first topic of my message today is the power of prayer. So we have actually heard... Woohoo! We have actually heard a lot about power this morning. <laughs> Scott made you say it a few times, and we heard the power in the name of Jesus. But I'm just going to focus on prayer for now, and we'll come back to the rest of it for later. So, as Scott said, I am a youth leader. Um, it is actually a bit of my message later on about that. Um, but I am a youth leader, so I have a lot of really bad jokes. Um, so, if you go through the message and you hear something that's not funny, I really apologize. But I think it's funny, and the kids over there will think it's funny. Um, So here's the first one. Um, I'm actually a VIP, right? (laughs) Chris, don't look at me like that. I told you I was going to say it. Um, (laughs) And you guys are VIPs as well, right? You're God's VIPs. So this stands for very important prayer, right? So I thought it was good. So (laughs) I guess most of the congregation did not think that. But there you are, you're a VIP, and prayer is actually your superpower. Yeah? Yeah? I hear a lot of people agreeing with that. So, it's, it's so important with our relationship with God, right? Um, and that's because you can't have a relationship with someone you don't talk to. So, when you're praying, you're in a direct conversation with God. Your VIP is your direct channel. Sorry, that was a V, not a two. <laughs> your direct channel with God. For some of maybe you older ones, maybe speed dial still a thing. I don't know. But you've got God on speed dial <laughs> with your prayer. But I often find it's so funny. You'll probably understand. Don't judge me if you don't, and this has never happened to you. But if you say it hasn't, I know you're lying. Um, so when you're going to sleep at night and you really can't sleep, you've tried everything, you've tried counting sheep, you've tried hot milk with maybe some nutmeg or cinnamon in it or something, you've tried all that kind of stuff, rolling over a few times, but it hasn't worked. And then you get this thought in your head, right? Maybe you should open your Bible. 
maybe you should pray. And then all of a sudden, you get so tired and you just fall right to sleep. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Some people are like, no, that's never happened to me. Liars. <laughs> but so I just wanted to briefly, <laughs> briefly touch over that because Encounter Conference is coming up. Um, and I just felt to remind you and share this with you. So last year at Encounter Conference, we had one of our guest speakers, Pastor Julius Subi. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, but he was talking on the spirit of tiredness and he was praying against that and coming up against it. Um, heaps of people got redeemed from that and they could go home and read their Bible without feeling tired, which is really awesome. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, to those who went to the conference, are you still redeemed from that? Because I found that I have fallen back into that a little bit. And I was going to encourage, because I'm like, if I have fallen back, surely other people might have flipped the switch back a little bit as well. So I wanted to read from Galatians 5, 1 to 6. Awesome. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, well, I, Sam, but I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness of which we hope. For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Whew, that's massive. There's a lot in that. Um, and I just wanted to brush past a little bit in it. Um, maybe another time I'll go into the whole thing, but there's a lot in that and I probably can't cover it in 25 minutes or however much time I have to speak. Um, but I just wanted to say that trying to be justified in the law is the complete opposite of being justified by God's grace. So by choosing that, you're throwing Christ aside basically and saying that that has no value and that is the most important thing is Jesus. Um, so... Long-term righteousness is through living by faith and through God's grace. I'm going to read Mark 11:22 to 25. I'll come back to that later, just so you know. Awesome. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and that it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Um, so when I was reading this verse, there was something in there that I thought was really cool. And it actually wasn't in the NIV, which this is from, um, I read it in my Holman Christian Study Bible. That's this big one here. 
I actually nicked it from Mike and Marit, so there you go. <laughs> Confessions from Samantha on stage in front of the whole church. Confess your sins to one another. There you go. Um, but so I found it so interesting that in the study Bible there was a verse 26, and it says, But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your wrongdoings. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> cool, all right, so I have to forgive everyone who's ever done anything wrong with me, like to me, otherwise God won't forgive me. And that was hectic for me to hear. It's, it gets to the, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And that sound, that's like, yeah. Nice, easy and breezy. It's one of those easier verses to read. But then it comes down, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your wrongdoings. And so that line is a little bit more hectic. I don't know why it's not in the other translation, but anyway. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, that's hectic. Sorry, I say that a lot. <laughs> so what I wanted to bring up here. A lot of my message is on love your enemies and I wanted to raise to your attention how can I expect God to forgive me when I don't forgive the people around me and how do I expect to live like this and get to heaven and then be I guess proud and God be like you actually didn't forgive those people, so why should I forgive you? I don't know if he would be that blunt with it, but you never know. So I'm going to read from Luke 6, 27 to 28. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. <sighs> well... All right, so I was trying to process this one in my head and I was thinking of ways that I could put this through as an example and I was like, you know what, God, sure, I'll pray for my enemies. I'll pray for the people that mistreat me. I'll just pray that they're nicer to me. There you go. Or I could pray that they get what's coming to them. Smart. Praying for them, but... It advantages me. Or I could just be nice to them, you know. I could bake up some brownies, bake up some cookies, drop them off at their house, let them keep the Tupperware. That's an extra bit of niceness for me. But, <laughs> but drop them off at their house, let them eat the whole thing, and next time I see them, I'll just be that little bit slimmer than them. There you go. But I'm like, these are all good examples, dot, 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 of what the flesh would want you to do. Yeah. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to live the way Jesus lives. And I don't think he would bake people biscuits just so they could get bigger than you. <laughs> but that's what your flesh wants to do. But the desire of our hearts, if we live for Jesus, should be to love our enemies and love our neighbours as we love ourselves. So I'm going to read from Galatians 5.14. I have a lot of verses. I have three pages of verses. I wanted to make sure what I'm saying is scriptural. <laughs> All right. What did I say I was reading from? Galatians 5.14. There we go. 
For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbour as yourself. I also wanted to read Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. Let this be the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself and all the law and prophets hang on these commandments. Or these two commandments, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm reading one more verse. <laughs> there you go. James 15, 16. I'm so sorry, Phoebe. <laughs> um, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Wow. So one of the things in doing this was I was thinking to myself, how can I make sure that my prayers are powerful and effective? How can I ensure this? And I know I'm not a righteous person, but I would love for my prayers to have power in them and have effect in what I say. And I was looking in the scriptures, I'm like, how on earth can I make my prayer powerful and effective if I'm unrighteous? And I found my answer in Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made righteous through his faithfulness combined with our faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There was my answer. So we're not righteous, but we're righteous through Jesus. This is the power of Jesus. His grace and mercy that we're so undeserving of is available to us through what he did for us. You heard a lot of Scott this morning when we were doing communion, which I was like, wow, <laughs> that's basically what my sermon is. <laughs> all this stuff about how great Jesus is and all of the names that he's called as well. So when you started saying like the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, and I was like, I literally have all that in here. And it's crazy how the Lord works and lined up with everything. This service has been so aimed towards Jesus um, and it's really exciting. That's just a side note, there you go. But does it ever blow your mind about who Jesus is? preparing for this message I was going through all these scriptures and I'm like everything points to him there's no verse that does not point to him and it gets more and more exciting the more you read it but he is the son of God he is wonderful he is the counselor the prince of peace as I was writing that I was thinking to myself I hope people don't sing like that Christmas song you know so I kind of mixed up the words a little bit Oh, no, I didn't. So it's Wonderful Counselor and Prince of Peace. Do you know the Christmas song I'm talking about? I'm not going to sing it. I have a sore throat. If that's what you were trying to get me to do. <laughs> no, I always get sick when I come to preach. I don't know what it is. So many times Scott will ask me to either host or preach. I'm like, sorry, I have glandular fever. Or I'm like, sorry, I have tonsillitis. <laughs> Even last time I was up here, but I actually woke up this morning with no voice and I was like, oh my goodness, it's happened again, but here I am by the grace of the Lord, you know. <laughs> so 
the Son of God, who is wonderful. He is our counsellor. He's the Prince of Peace, who we, us, the undeserving people, get to be friends with, get to talk to. How incredible is that? We get to serve him. I get to be up here and talk about him. What on earth? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> if Jesus tells me to love and pray for my enemies, you bet I'm going to do it. <laughs> the creator of the universe wants me to pray for somebody. Sure, I'll do it. I don't know about you, but I want to be on that side. <laughs> anyway, did I like to get the music team up, please. Thank you. We are blessed with his grace and mercy, which we don't deserve. But why are we treating our neighbours and enemies any different to how Jesus treats us? So we're saved by this grace we don't deserve, and we're forgiven by this grace we don't deserve. But why are we treating our enemies any different to how Jesus treats us? We could be the only Jesus they ever get to see. And by us acting, I guess, proud or rude or however you want to act, by us doing that, we're not being a good example of who Jesus is. And... It is true, some of the people you meet, you may only be the only Jesus they ever get to see. So you need to make sure you're portraying him perfectly, our most high God. And make sure the reflection of his nature comes across through you. So I'm going to read Acts 2.21. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow, I could literally end that right here. No matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, who you've been with, none of that matters. And this relates to you too. No matter where you've been, no matter who you've been with, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've been mean to, Jesus is for you. So my last bit is power of you. So last week, I was really worried about preaching. Um, I hadn't actually thought of a topic or anything yet. And I was sitting there and I was like, I am just a youth leader. I am just some person that comes to church. I'm like, what gives me the right to go up on stage and talk about Jesus? Like, I was just a person. And I realized that by saying that, I was actually being so prideful within myself. And it sounds like it doesn't make sense because usually people who are being prideful are like, look at me, I'm so good, I'm up on stage, like check me out kind of thing. But I was being prideful in the way that I was rejecting God and rejecting his plan for me. So by me being like, I'm insignificant, like I don't deserve anything, like all this kind of stuff, I'm actually rejecting what he has for me and what he says about me. I'm just going to read... Psalm 139, 1 to 18. So this verse helped remind me what he says about me and how he feels about me. It's a little bit long, but I cut it short to just the bits that I thought were the most essential. So Psalm 139, 1 to 18. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. 
you are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is a light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days attained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Wow. I have yet to finish reading that without crying a little bit. Your works are wonderful, and this includes you guys. God wouldn't have sent his son to do what he did if he didn't see value and purpose in you. Why would Jesus, as God's son, allow himself to be sacrificed if he thought it would be for nothing? If he thought there would be no value in the people that he was dying for, but that's because there is value in you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are a child of the Most High King. And that's pretty valuable. Scott already touched on before about some of the things God thinks about you and the purpose that you have. And it's massive. He cares about each and every one of you individually. So in a room full of people, he, see, he sees the one. He goes after the one in the 99. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.